This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. Individuals and businesses with tax problems, listen carefully. If you owe over $10,000 in back taxes or have unfiled tax returns, we can help you take back control. The IRS is the largest and most aggressive collection agency in the world, and they can seize your bank account, garnish your paycheck, close your business, and file criminal charges. Take control of your tax problems now by calling the experts at Tax Mediation Services at 800-600-1645. That's 800-600-1645. 800-600-1645. Freedom's Disciple with Jonathan Dunn on demand on the Blaze Radio Network. Hey, this is John here from Freedom's Disciple Podcast. The only show on the Blaze where you come for the accent, where you stay for the principles and the love and defense of American exceptionalism. You're about to listen to a short clip from last weekend's show, and I'd encourage you to share it with your family and your friends. Also, please consider subscribing to our show. Search for Freedom's Disciple on SoundCloud, iTunes, or Google Play Music, where a new show is released for free every Saturday at noon Eastern. Thank you so much for sticking with me, America. I'm back high again. I've, I've just had more VIX. You know... I know they never want me as a sponsor or to sponsor this show or I just got to say, God bless the people at Fix because it, it's keeping me going the last two weeks. Just, I don't think I could live or function at all without Fix the last two weeks. They're just incredible. Just the smell. You ever get the smell? You breathe in that Fix. Mm. Maybe it's just me. I, I love the smell. Um, but, you know, you women know what I'm talking about. You love it too. You know, your secret's safe with me. So, the last segment. Anything I said sound familiar to you? Anything you could kind of go, that kind of sounds like America. Does it? So, I'm going to be honest with you about your politics. And then I want to tell you what we're going to focus on going forward. I don't know whether it's, I'm getting old. Because I feel old at times. I don't know whether it's, I'm becoming, you know, I, I could use the hot, you know, I could, I could, I could talk myself up here and go, I don't know whether it's just, I'm becoming more principled and I'm becoming a better person. I don't think it is. Or I'm just getting more, my attention span is going down or I'm just changing as a person or it could be any number of reasons, but I've really lost interest in your politics, like dramatically so. I I spent Christmas, I had a great Christmas, by the way. I had a wonderful Christmas. It was something I have never done in a long time. I did nothing for three days. I I mean nothing. Like you think of, John said he did nothing. Well, I wonder what that means. It means nothing. I got up out of bed, I got up in the morning. I did my few little things around the house. I looked at my iPad. I played some games on my iPad. I went downstairs, I ate, I got into the recliner, I watched telly, eventually, after a couple of hours, I got hungry and I ate again. I stayed in the recliner, I watched more telly, I watched old movies, I watched some of my favourite movies, there was a, and I have them recorded to watch again, I can't wait, Um, there was a back-to-back of my two favourite movies of all time, on one of the days. The original Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, with Glenn Wilder. 
just Gene Wilder, sorry. That's the VIX. If I make any mistakes today, that's the VIX. I'm totally blaming it on that or, or something. And then right after, the Princess Bride. I was in heaven. I just like just sat there and I was like, don't talk to me. Say nothing. Don't care. The world could burn outside. I don't care. I'm busy. I'm watching Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory and the Princess Bride. Back to back. It was just wonderful. It was like paradise. It was just like... <sighs> When did, it was like, if, if you could create a safe place for someone like me, that's it. Just re, re, just rerun the two of those movies back to back. I'd be in heaven. But over Christmas, I didn't listen to any news. And the last couple of weeks have just been crazy. And I, I haven't, I've been paying attention. But I haven't paid a lot of attention. Because everything I've seen, quite honestly, freaks me out. Either it freaks me out or annoys me. So... Look at the news of the day over the last couple of weeks. And I'll get back to the politics in a second. I just want to focus on this for a second. The big news in America that I saw. Apparently Megyn Kelly's a traitor. I don't know how. I, I, I don't get that. I'm sorry. You're a traitor for moving companies. Um, for all the my friends on the on the right who are going, Wow, yo, would you work for NBC? I think it was NBC. I think, yeah, it was NBC. Would you work for NBC? No. However, ask me the follow-up question. Would I work with Fox? No. Not a chance. Not a hope of me working for Fox. They wouldn't want me. Um, despite my over, overall beauty for TV. I don't know why they didn't contact me for the 9pm slot. You know, look at me. I'm, like, better looking than George Clooney. I would just... You know, if you're just going for the sex appeal, forget the principles and what I'd say. If you're just going for the sex appeal and you lost Megyn Kelly, I, the first phone call I make is to me. Um, <laughs> um, did I, was that convincing? Did I sell that really well? Did I, was I a good politician there and sold you on my line? Um, but people leave companies all the time. You know, is are we a trader now for not working for the right company? Um. I, I don't watch Megan. I have no I don't know whether she's good or bad. I remember watching her when I used to watch Fox, but uh, when I hear Megan Kelly's left Fox, I'm like, good for her. Happy days. Hope she's happy. Hope she hope she falls over the Constitution one day and reads and goes, ooh, this actually, you know, those old people with crooked teeth and false teeth and slave owners, they knew their stuff. Apparently, Tucker Carlson's going into that slot. Good for him. Don't care. What else news had we got? Oh, well, it wouldn't be a, a period of time. You know, it's the start of the year. Pollock, or um, actors deciding, well, we gotta, we got to stand for something. I missed that video where, um, you know, you know, the music. I wish I, I wish I had the audio effect to change, you know, add some music right now. You know, we, we care for America. Us actors, we're the good guys. And you have a right. To not vote for Donald Trump for the Electoral College. Do the right thing. You know, and they talk so serious. And so slow. I miss that. Yay. I miss Meryl Streep. Giving a... A... I can't even say what it was because I, I heard about it and I said... Oh, I better watch it. I think I got through about 20, 22 seconds of it, and I just wanted to go. My head exploded. That's maybe why I'm sick, because I saw that, and my head just went, 
my brain just needs to shut down. Just fill your head with all the gunge and snots you can so you don't have to listen and process what she said. Maybe that's why I'm sick. I was sick before that heart gave that wonderful speech, but I'm just giving excuses here. It's the world it's the world we live in. Make make up excuses. Um who cares what a Hollywood actor has to say? It's incredible. You know, just go make your movies. If you gotta say something, say it, but don't be so arrogant and condescending. And think you know what's right for the world. Have some humility. I know this is a term Hollywood has not got yet. and They should get it because it starts with H. You know, they have things in common. But some humility will be nice. Hey, maybe I don't know everything. And if I do know everything, maybe I'm not going to talk down to you. Um, I did have one offense because I, I, someone told me about this. And I do have a major issue with this. Meryl Streep. I'm sorry, you're dead wrong. MMA is definitely a sport, it's definitely an art form, and it's wonderful. And by the way, your racist comments are unacceptable and you should never work again. If I was following your rule book. Because, even though I don't like the guy, the most popular MMA person right now is an Irishman. Okay? An Irishman. Even though I don't like him and I don't support him, he's an Irishman. You know, when I watch MMA... I don't see a load of white guys fighting. I see a load of people who are not white. And it's kind of obvious they're not white because, well, firstly, by looking at them, they're not white. And secondly, they tend to have a name like, you know, Silva. I'm not saying anything, but just, you know, there's quite a lot of those. And they don't tend to come from America all the time. They come from Brazil. You know, some of those guys who are like 145, 155 pounds, and they just like, they're so quick. They're like Superman, like they just run around you and just go bang, 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 bang. They're incredible. That is talent, that is art form. And you know what? If you had 1% of the dedication those boys have, training, getting up early in the morning, eating properly, trust me, you would respect the hell out of them. What else news did we have? Oh, we had the news this week. All those fun confirmation hearings. And how... Our friends on the right now think Russia's good. Where we have Tillerson going, yeah, I know he did all those things. I, I found this very funny. I found one thing very funny. His exchange of Marco Rubio it was hilarious. If it wasn't serious, if it was serious, it would not be. It, it'd be it's just so, you either laugh or cry when you see this. Um, you know, the whole, well, Senator, I'm aware of what's in the public record. But you see, you know, for all the plebs out there, there's a secret record back there. You know, we only tell you, and, and governments only tell you, and let you have the information that we want you to believe. But behind the scenes, and I know you're only a lowly senator, so you don't know this, but, you know, behind the scenes, there's the truth. That that's, you know, there's two stories that goes out for everything. For journalists that people has killed, for Putin has killed, for opposition leaders. See, there's the, tr there's the truth that no one ever knows. No one ever finds out the truth. It's in the archives behind me. And then, well then, Senator, there's the truth that you and I know. But I'm not going to talk until I hear the truth. Then I'll give my opinion. Uh-huh. The war crimes in Syria. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, but you don't know the truth, Senator. I'll find out the truth and then I'll give you my opinion. It's, it's incredible. It's the world we live in. So what am I going to focus in on? I've just lost interest in politics. I can't honestly defend 
or attack any what's going on. I, I'm, I'm sick of the game of... Honestly, I'm sick of politics being WWE. I'm sick of politics where we all get morally outraged over stuff. You know, I look at what the left are doing right now. and When I see what the left do generally in America, I bang my head against a brick wall. Or have, or have a really strong temptation to. But I, I, I'm just sick of the games. Because to me it is glorified WWE. And by what I, by when I say WWE, what I mean is, it's all a show. What you see in front of that curtain is one set of events, and what you see behind the curtain is a different set of events. Because you have two people, or three people, or four people fighting, however how many it is. And you have the good guy and you have the bad guy. The good guy wants to get the cheer from the crowd, the bad guy wants to get the boo. And we all walk down to that ring and we're all so tough. I'm going to beat you. I'm going to destroy you. I'm going to beat you within an inch of your life. Because I want I want the title or I want revenge or you screwed me or I want the girl or whatever the storyline is. And then, you know, we get into that ring and we're all serious. You know, we act like we hate each other. And then at different times during the WWE, we'll get the chairs. And I will beat you and I will hit you so hard with the chair. I will put you through a table. I'll hit you with a ladder. I'll, I'll hit you with a barbed wire baseball bat to show the people how much I hate you. How much I want to destroy you. And then we walk to the back. And then we're all buddy-buddy. We're having beers together going, that was a great match, wasn't it? That was a really great back and forth we had. You know, we had, you know, we had them eating out of the palm of our hand. You know, when I said I hate you and I'm going to destroy you and beat you into your life. And then you said, just bring it. The crowd had that up. It was great. Wonderful. That's what politics is. So here's what I want to do for this year. I don't want to talk politics. I don't want to get into the who should be Secretary of State. Donald Trump is president in five days, four days, six days, whatever it is. Whenever he's president. He's president. Gets the same benefit of the doubt Bush guy. Gets the same benefit of the doubt Obama got. And you'll get the same benefit of the, the next president will get. I wish him well. I hope they all fall over the Constitution. I, you know what? If, 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 if That's the only way I can say it. I hope a lot of people in America fall over the Constitution and go, Oh, what was this? Pick it up and read it. And then all of a sudden, wisdom is imparted on them. That's all I can hope. Politics. I have no interest in defending you know, because the other thing is, and, I, and while I don't agree with a lot this person says, I have no reason to think he's a bad guy. By most accounts, he seems to be a decent guy, Jeff Sessions. This running through the hill where we spend so much political capital. The left defend, uses it to attack him. He's a racist, he's this, he's that. He's just a horrible, mean person. And then the right does it, and all they do is defend him. And we just spend so much time talking about personalities. So going forward, what am I going to do? Well, I've been doing a lot of research over the last three, four months since I took my hiatus in October. And I have a book of shows that I want to share with you. And I'm going to share over the coming weeks and months. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to focus in on principles. It's what I've done from the start. But how I present them is just going to be different. There's going to be no mention of politics. There's going to be no mention of, well, this is 
Donald Trump said this and Hillary Clinton said this and, and Paul Ryan said this and Harry Reid said this. There's going to be no mention of that. I don't plan on mentioning any politics for this foreseeable future. Because it's not where my passion is. It's not what I enjoy. And it's, you could argue this at a different level. It's not what I'm good at. Then you have to raise the question, well, John, what are you good at? I don't know. Um, I don't know. But what I'm going to try and do is share principles that are eternal. What are these principles that I'm passionate about? Well, let me give you some that I'm going to do. I want to talk to you about your constitution in a whole new light. I want to talk to you about the history of America. I want to talk to you about different stories at different times. Because there's so much in your culture that I don't think a lot of people understand. A lot of little stories, a lot of big stories, but things that you just say. So let me give you an example of a story I've been working on that I'm going to share. Not today, just giving you a bit of a spoiler alert for future shows. Everyone in this America knows the saying, oh, you're just a Benedict Arnold. How many people do you know who use that saying, actually know what it means and the history of it? I'm betting not as many people as you might think. So I'm going to share that story down the road. I'm going to share stories of just... The one thing I want to do on the story front is I want to share stories that of everyday people doing extraordinary things. So there's a story I'm working on that I shared with a few people um, to get feedback and to because I felt they needed it recently was how women doing laundry helped win the Revolutionary War. Did you ever hear that story? The people I told it to hadn't. I thought everyone knew this story. But apparently it's not. It's not well known. Or it maybe it is known. Maybe you're all sitting there going, I know that story! Great. Well, I'm going to give you that story down the road. I want to talk to you about economics. Economics is my passion. Because I love economics. Economics is... It's a very simple subject made very complicated by a lot of people because it sells books. You know, X plus Y equals this. Great. Simple. Economics is very simple. Just break it down. And I'm going to try and break down economics to you in a way that's simple, in a way that you'll understand and hopefully you will appreciate. But for the main reason is I believe in free market economics. I believe in it as a principle, I believe in it it's the right thing to do, and I believe it's had the most success of any system, economic system in the world. We're living the benefits, but we're not following a free market system anymore. And the last thing, actually not the last thing, because I have a lot of other things I want to talk to you about. One of my last passions I want to give you a spoiler alert on, is I've been doing a lot of reflecting over the last couple of months and one issue I want to talk to you about in depth in depth is poverty because how we operate of in poverty and how we treat people in poverty is shocking it's shocking and the way the politicians act make me want to despise them even more we need to, I'm going to, you know, spoiler alert, if you need a safe space or you need a trigger warning, go there now. We need to change the way we deal with things from a scriptural point of view. 
For far too long, poverty internally and overseas has been dealt with one way. Let's give people fishes. Let's just give them a fish. We won't worry about the consequences of us giving them a fish because, hey, we're noble and good. We gave them a fish, right? We're good people. And forgetting about the consequences on the ground. We need to start teaching people to fish. Now, John, you might be thinking, well, what's the bad consequence of me giving someone a fish? That's a good thing, right, John? Charity is good. Is there a bad side to charity? Yeah, there is. And I'm going to share the stories with you, but I'll give you another spoiler alert. And there's many of these cases, but I'm going to give you one. Haiti. All the people, through governments, through private funding, through everything, gave Haiti a load of rice. And still do to this day. There's no end day. It's like a government program. It just never ends. Yeah, I know you have a problem for six months with rice when the disaster hits. But we're still there giving rice. America is still there giving rice. But John, we're just giving people rice. What's the big deal? Uh-huh. All the Haitian farmers who were rice at crops as rice are now gone. Why? Well, let me give you this in simple economic terms that everyone should understand. You're an average person. You're an average Haitian. And you need rice to feed the dinner. You have two choices. You can go to the shop and you can buy the Haitian rice that was groomed and um, grown by the Haitian farmer down the road. And you can pay cash for that. Or you can go to the next shop or the shop down the road. And it's rice grown by an American. And it's free. Which do you choose? So we're going there giving, doing acts of charity. And all we are doing is effectively is enslaving another farmer, putting him out of business, making him more dependent on charity, on governments. We are making people dependent. The way we deal with poverty, and I would never use the slavery word because slavery is just a whole different connotation. But the way we treat poverty today in this world, honestly, it's making people servants of the state. And what's even worse is, as I've been doing research on this, is the way we talk about those people. We go make people servants of us, so they're dependent on us, and then we expect them to thank us. It's really sickening, and it's making my blood boil. But I also want to talk to you about poverty, because as someone who hasn't, I understand poverty. I can talk about it all day long. I grew up relatively poor. I didn't need anything. I never had a want for anything or a need for anything. I was covered. But we've never been mega rich. Never had anything. We've we struggled to put you know food on the table a couple of times. I live as a person who hasn't had a full-time job. A full 40-hour week guaranteed in a job. Since 2011. That's five years. I can talk to you about poverty. And while politicians would look at me and they would hear that and they would go in their head going, oh, what, what, what can we do for John? You know, if they didn't know my politics. What can we do for John? What government program can we set up? What money can we get him? What welfare can we get him? What, what, what can we do? 
I'm going to do that my best to make the case that you need to do nothing. You need to get the hell out of my way. I don't need welfare. I need opportunity. And so do millions of others. Because here's the last thing I want to talk to you about over a period of time. Because here's the truth of the matter. And here's where I'm going to lay some very, very serious truth to you. You know, we are playing a game right now. And everyone acts, especially the politicians and those around DC, we act like we're in Vegas on the, the five cent slot or the you know the, the, the nickel slots. And we're just there like the grannies. You know the you know you see the pictures of them, you know, they have like a an old egg container or a, a pot plant uh, container. And they're there with their box of nickels and they're just going into the thing, pull the handle, oh I didn't win, go thing. That's the way we're all acting. We all think this is a game. We think this is a game. That we're playing nickel slots. When in reality, we are at the highest rolling table ever. This is the world we live in. Because I want to create an opportunity for others. I want to live in a world where my, if I had kids and I had grandkids, they could be freer than ever before. This is not a game. Our future is at stake. I find it unacceptable that there are people out there that have to emigrate to get jobs. I find it unacceptable that there are people who just think, especially the young people of today, that, you know what, the way we have it right now, this is as good as it gets. Who have no hope. I find that, I don't care what your politics is, left, right, top, bottom, in the middle. If you think there's no hope in the future, we need to have a serious conversation. We are playing at the highest rolling table you can get. Because freedom is at stake. For us, for each and every one of us, but also for our kids, for our grandkids, and for those yet unborn. That is what we are playing for. And over the last period of time, I've done so much self-reflection, and I think freedom is at stake this is the highest rolling table and you want to talk to me about Megan Kelly being a traitor you want to talk to me about what some stupid and I rarely say that some stupid Hollywood actress has to say about MMA or how she acts thanks but no thanks I'm gonna do my best to make the case for everything I believe made America exceptional not great exceptional I'm gonna make the case why you're unique and I'm gonna make the case in the hope that you listen you act and you share it because here's the last thing I'll say and then I gotta take one last break I can't point to America right now as the shining city on a hill right now in 2017 I haven't been a in truth I haven't been able to do it for a very long time. You, If you've listened to this show for a while, you know what I stand for, what I believe. You think I could do that with Obama? Oh, I got a pen and I got a phone. Yeah, that's the person you want to follow. The person who pretends to be a dictator, who breaks the law, who flaunts it in everyone's face and the media stays silent. You think I want to say, that's America, that's the country I love, that's the country I defend 24-7 Every way I can to everyone in America, to everyone overseas. That's the country I want to point to the shining city on a hill. No, please. 
Oh, well, you know, that's because, John, that's because Obama is a Democrat. The Republicans are so much better. You think I can point to George Bush? Mr. I gotta destroy the free market to save the free market. You think that's who I want to point to? You think I want to point to the person who said, you know what, I know we've had this horrific act in 9-11, but you know the solution? The solution is the Patriot Act. You think I'm going to point to that and say, that's the, that's the country you want to be. You see everyone, America's the greatest country in the world, but this is the country you want to follow. Who says, I know we have a Fourth Amendment, but hey, who, who cares? Let's go to Utah. And let's set up this huge, complex structure that spies on our own citizens. Oh, well, you know, that's just because you lived in two thousands, John. If you went back further, okay, let's go back further. Bill Clinton, older oh, guy, you know, I'm going to point to Bill Clinton, the guy who, I did not have sexual relations with that woman. Are you serious? How about I go back to, you know, good old daddy? Well, you know, no more tax cuts. Then I got into parent. <laughs> I lied. You think I'm going to point to him? I can point to Reagan. But then you go before that. Who, who before Reagan am I going to point? Reagan was the exception, not the norm. You think I'm going to point to Carter? You think I'm going to point to Jimmy Carter? Going, That's the president you want to follow. That's the system of government you want to follow. You think I'm going to Gerard Ford? Oh, well, i got to pardon the last president for his incre incredibly corrupt ideas and what he did on Watergate. That's what I'm going to do. Or about Mr. Tricky Dicky himself. You think I'm going to point to him? Or how about LBJ? How about, you know, we got to have the war on poverty and we got to spend all this money enslaving people and then we're going to tell people how great we are. Yeah, no. Or how about JFK? While he was decent president, he was also the guy who brought the sleaze to the White House. You want me to keep going back? You want me to keep going back? You want me to start talking about good old Theo the teddy bear? You want me to talk about Woodrow Wilson? You want me to talk about FDR? You know that great president. He, was, he saved us. He, he saved us during World War II. Yeah, he was also the president who, while fighting a country for interning a part of its citizenship, interned part of its citizenship, you want me to talk about that? And say, that's the country you want to emulate? Or how about, I, that's just the president. How about I talk about, oh well, you know, Mr. Paul Ryan and Mitch McConnell. What a great upstanding citizens they are. You want me to point to them and say, that's the signing city on a hill? Or John Boehner, well, we're only one half or one third. What do you want me to do? Oh, where's Happy R? You want me to point to him? You want me to point to Harry Reid and Nancy Pelosi? You want me to point to Tip O'Neill? You want me to point to, I'm Trent Loss, and I'm an ethical Republican, and now I'm on K Street, and I'm going to defend Russia. You want me to, who exactly do you want me to point to? Because here's the thing, when you get people, even Ronald Reagan, and I love him dearly, and I think he was one of your better presidents, made mistakes. Truly a guy I admire, he inspires me, but he isn't perfect. None of us are. And I know some people who listen to this show who don't like me and hate me would say, well, do you think you'd do any better? I don't ever want to be president. I have that much self-reflection that says I'd make a dreadful president. I don't want my policies to be known or my principles to be known. I want 
principles that are eternal to be known. And that is the case I am going to try and make over the coming weeks and months. i got to take one last break, America. I'll be right back. This is Freedom's Disciple with Jonathan Dunn on the Blaze Radio Network. 